This is Ani's on Opa's, a fan podcast in which we chat about our love of Korean dramas and most especially our love of the leading men of K-dramas, aka our K-drama boyfriends, also known as Opa's. And we are your metaphorical big sisters, aka Ani's. I'm Susie. And I am Lynn. And Susie, we have a lot of drama to feast on today. Who would you like to say Jamo Kiss Me Da to before we get started? I want to say thank you to all the messaging apps available out there. Mm. Because in real time, both you and I and me and other friends can be like, oh my god, what just happened in this drama? (laughs) Just... (laughs) Mm-hmm. In various ways, we've used mm-hmm. multiple different platforms. So I just want to say thank you to those developers who mm. made it possible for us to communicate so swiftly and immediately, enthusiastically. <laughs> With emojis. <laughs> With emojis, yes. Emo- I mean, shout out to all the emoji creators. Like, very right. fun. I dig the emojis. Yeah. So that is my Jamo Kisumida yeah, today. That's, that is very, I mean, that is a huge part of our K-drama journey is sometimes mm-hmm. we're sending each other videos on Instagram and simultaneously texting each other and then also sending a message on Messenger. <laughs> There's just a lot. There's just a, a lot, lot going on. It's a lot, yeah. At any one time. I have a somewhat surprising thank you. Uh, I have a complicated relationship with Spotify, which I will not get into right now, but it is (laughs) a a, uh, love-to-hate-you type relationship, if you will. (laughs) A little foreshadowing (laughs) there. Um, But I will say my thank you is to the, the developers at Spotify this week because they have done a really tremendous upgrade on the podcasting platform so that long format podcasts like ours can now have chapter breaks inserted and it does this automatically. So if you are a listener, there are many, many listening platforms out there, but I'll just tell you, if you choose to listen on Spotify, will automatically break it down to where we start talking about each of the different dramas. So if there's something that you want to skip to avoid spoilers, it's real easy to do that. And I was very impressed. They just released that like this past week, I want to say within the past 10 days when we're recording this, which is like two months in the past when you're hearing it. Uh, And anyway, I thought it was really, really a great development. So Spotify developers, big ups from me. Yeah. Amazing. Speaking of love to hate you, Suze, (laughs) what have you been watching recently? (laughs) Okay. Well, since the last time we talked on online here mm-hmm. i've seen a few things i've finished mm-hmm. a few things um all positives um so let's let's get into it so first i went into love 
to hate you. Um, which I'm a little bit late to the party, but we're always late to the party. So whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean, also, as I just said, we record these episodes like literally two months before they come out. So every even if yeah. we watch things in process, <laughs> we'd still be late to the party. Exactly. So love to hate you. Uh, Ten episodes of a rom-com on Netflix. You know, it. this is my... This is this year's um, a business proposal for me. Oh, wow. That is high praise. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it so much. Um, it was, it's been a minute since I've had trouble stopping myself to watch things. Like, binging, right? Like, a lot of times my routine is like, I get off work, and then I start watching something while I'm having dinner. And then I go to like maximum 1030 at night. And then I'm like, I got to go to bed because I got to work tomorrow, you know. (laughs) So that's usually my routine. And with this, it was like, oh, no, maybe just one more. Maybe just one more. Yeah. (laughs) It's that kind of feeling that Mm -hmm. I feel like I haven't had in a while. Like I've been like pretty good about like, okay, I can stop here. It's fine. We'll just go to bed. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, most of you would have already known what this is about or have seen it. It's only 10 episodes on Netflix. It's about, it's a enemies to lovers rom-com. Mm-hmm. Um, led by the delightful Kim Okbin and you too. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay, look, the four leads are fantastic i just really loved them i really enjoyed the romance and how it progressed from like all the different like misunderstandings that happened did not feel like out of question Mm -hmm. i mean i would say there might be a tiny bit like use your words kind of thing but Mm -hmm. i feel like it's legit like how the misunderstanding happened and Mm -hmm. then it didn't like go on too long And I think that's always the benefit of these, like, shorter ones Mm -hmm. is, like, they just pace it so well. Right. So there's enough time to, like, have the little, like, enemies thing and then, like, the falling for each other thing. And Mm -hmm. then, like, trying to solve whatever problem they're having, which is, Mm -hmm. in this case, you know, he's a celebrity. She is not. And it's always problematic when there's dating, this kind of thing. We will talk about this later. (laughs) as well Mm -hmm. later in this episode but you know it was just and it's nice to see i'm sorry if any of you don't know we are ladies of a certain age (laughs) i feel like no one who has listened to more than a couple minutes of this podcast would be confused about that but okay just in case you're wondering why I'm saying this, like, it's just so nice to see, like, people in my age bracket, mm. you know, yeah. lead a show and be in yeah. a relationship and have, like, an adult relationship, right? Yeah. Um, like, the things they say, how they act, how they interact, it's just delightful. It's just yeah. really delightful. And, you know, the the two um, secondary leads are also delightful in it. It's so funny. Like, mm-hmm. I laughed out loud, loud a lot in this show. Um, yeah, and it's, you know, nice to look at as well. I mean, it's just really, 
it's just really good. I just really yeah. had a good time watching it, you know, and that's always good. <laughs> so it's uh, good yeah. when you're having fun, Especially you know. For something like that, like that mm-hmm. seems like that's what the brief is, you know. I mean, you're yeah. not watching a show like that to have your worldview expanded or, you know, yeah. something. Yeah. And it still touches on a lot of good like social themes. Mm-hmm. You know, it it wedged it in there. There's like some throwaway lines that I was like, "Oh, I see you. I see mm-hmm. what you just did." You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it still manages to like make you go, oh, okay, you know, you're not just, you know, fluffy and fun, but also yeah. like pointing out the problematic areas that they are experiencing as well, which I'm yeah. like, that's good. You're not like doing things just for laughs. You're also acknowledging mm-hmm. that like, this is not a good thing. Right. Like right. we all laugh at this thing, but maybe we shouldn't laugh at this thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> perhaps right. not you know yeah so stuff like that is still like wedged in there and it's just i just thought it was just so good you know it's just yeah. really really fun and for the first time i feel like this might be the first time and i told Lynn this we might have to share youtube <laughs> <laughs> uh- I would like to point out that I was an early adopter of Uteo, that I yes. feel like I I have dibs over all y'all who just discovered him in this show, because <laughs> I've been crushing on him since School Nurse Files, which he's barely in, and Dr. Yeah. Brain, which he's in a lot more. So yeah. I'm just saying, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to start <laughs> anything. I'm just saying. Well, I did not know that it was him. But had, Mm -hmm. like, noticed him. But he's also in chocolate. Oh, really? Yeah. He's also in chocolate. And because when I saw him, I was like, wait, he is so familiar to me. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. he's in chocolate. He's in chocolate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we've seen him both, like, on our own and together here, I guess. Because you've seen one episode, right? I saw just the first. Yeah, I've only seen the first episode. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, he is... Yeah. <laughs> Susie, I just thought of a new uh, term. When oh, yeah. You, when you realize that your new crush you've actually seen before, mm. deja vu. <laughs> I'm really proud of myself right now. Snaps, snaps. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That is so Thanks. good. So good. Thanks. Deja vu. Yeah, he is a deja vu for, for me, for sure. Because yeah. he's, I did notice him in chocolate and he's very good in it. Yeah. I mean, he's anyway. not worth watching School Nurse Files for, spoiler alert. <laughs> but uh, Dr. Brain, I think, is worth watching. And mm-hmm. I think he's good in it. Yeah. Anywho, what Anywho. else? Anywho. What else have, besides our deja vu, what else have you been watching? So I also watched and finished Summer Strike. (gasps) Y'all. It is, it is the healing show that I needed. It's very good. Like, I will say it's very good. I did rate it a little lower because of the murder subplot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it almost like, mm-hmm. uh, and please be advised that the romance is incredibly slow burn. Okay. I will spoil it now. There is no kiss. There is no kiss in this show. Okay. I'm glad you w- said that. I yeah. would be annoyed. Yeah. So, so if you are expecting 
something. There is none, but there is so much sweetness between them. And it's just so much like a different kind of swooniness between them. Right, right. I just, it's a very, very, like, very cute relationship. But it's a really more about her and her trying to, like, let go of things and trying to um, appreciate the life that she has, right? Like, mm, just mm-hmm. being in a space and feeling happy about what is she doing and where she is. And it's just... It's more about that. And it's for both of them, really, because he is also there because of something. You know, he is not what he seems at first, you know, so you'll find out. Please tell me he's not a murderer like in all the movies he does. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) He's not the murderer from the subplot. He's he's not the murderer from the subplot. So, um, yeah, so there's, there's a lot to unpack for both of them. Um, in their journey in Summer Strike, but it's just, you know, and it's not like, don't also expect um, hometown cha-cha-cha vibes where all the, like, townspeople are delightful. Oh, no. There okay. are some real not delightful people in this town. Yeah, yeah. There are some that are, so I feel like it's a little bit more realistic in that way, but, like, the people who are not super delightful are, like, horrendous <laughs> at oh. first. At first, they're just, uh, I just, mm, yeah. So These anyway. Very good notes, Susie. This is very helpful as far as tempering expectations going right. in. Yeah, because I feel like people are going to definitely had some view of what this show is going to be about just by the promos mm-hmm. and just by the, um, by the synopsis, right? And so I just would like to caution you. <laughs> And this is yeah. why I like rated it a little lower, just because it's not just completely a like relaxing kind of journey, yeah. even though a lot of it is. Like I just that first episode, I really loved it so much, um, and just because it was cathartic to me. Mm-hmm. But like overall, it is like a very good healing kind of show. So yeah. if you're looking for that, it's only twelve episodes. It's both on Vicky and Netflix now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go forth and check it out. So if you think <clears> that the romance is too slow, you can always watch it at a faster speed. <laughs> That's right. Be on a device. No, they won't ever kiss, no matter how fast you watch it. No matter how fast. <laughs> um, okay, so next I finished a piece of your mind, which I've been working mm-hmm. on for a while, and I just put it on hold while I was doing some other stuff. Um, And I love the show. Yeah. (laughs) And I will say it's not really biased because of Jung Hae-in. I, of course, love him. Um, If you don't know, (laughs) where have you been? this is the first episode (laughs) you've listened to. (laughs) He is my current ult, as they would say. Um, So, but this is another healing show that Mm. has is closer to what I was looking for. Mm. And the thing is like this one really just lives in people's feelings. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a cheerful show per se. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It goes up and down, but it is like the tone in general is a little melancholy and sometimes sad. Mm. Um, But it's people just trying to, overcome things you know 
most of, I think, at least the three leads, three of the leads have different kind of sort of tragedies happen in their life and they're mm-hmm. trying to move on but it when we meet them it's they definitely have not like they're still yeah. struggling you know and they're just trying to get through life as best they can kind of thing and and the intertwining of them was really interesting and sometimes very frustrating because there's a lot of like missed connection things mm-hmm. that happen mm-hmm. that's like a pattern that happens in this show but oh it is like I don't know. It's a very quiet show, you know, and there's music because one of the leads is a musician and mm-hmm. it sort of surrounds like the workplace is this recording studio. Oh. So there's a lot of like music and sound and, you know, just different recording things that is like a theme as well. And then one of the others is she's like a gardener or not landscaper, I wouldn't think, but she takes care of plants. She has, I don't know if she had a flower shop or a plant shop before, but anyway, so there's like a theme with different plants and what they Mm -hmm. mean and all that stuff. So it's really, I don't know, it's just so, I, I just love it so much. This is just the kind of thing that I, just really speaks to me. Yeah, yeah. So like high marks for it. Um... I heard that it was supposed to be 16 episodes. It had really low ratings, so it went down to 12. Oh, and interesting. I, think, I know. I'm like, how could people not like this? I don't know. It is like some people might think it's slow, like nothing happens, which is really not true to me. Like it's not right, right. that kind of slow. It's not lazy right. Susaning. <laughs> right, yeah, right. You know, like things are happening only at like sort of their own pace and right i know some people i can see why people would be frustrated by it and there is sort of like a technological element to it that is a little bit hard to understand um what this thing is you know Mm -hmm. so i get it but i personally loved it and i thought the 12 episodes actually helped it not sort of wander to one right yeah you know and go too far or drift away because i feel Mm -hmm. like they really did a good job sort of resolving the things that need to be resolved and then we just like go to the next thing and then it ends in a good way you know so i uh, i love it so that's so interesting to me that (laughs) whole idea of like we're gonna Mm -hmm. truncate four episodes like 25 percent off of this Mm -hmm. job off of this series because of ratings i find that just really fascinating and i feel like uh we'll need to come back to talking about this later on in our discussion with Mm -hmm. another drama but you're not done suze you still (laughs) now did you watch all of this next oh no i'm still in the middle of it so i'm more than halfway through it um it is uncanny counter Mm -hmm. um which i started from the last time we talked, I mm-hmm. did started that and I had continued with it. And I I enjoy it right now. But I will tell mm-hmm. you, Lynn, <laughs> that it might be a little too too gory at points oh, for you. Yeah. Because yeah. um, there is a lot of fighting because it's about, you know, it's about a bunch of basically 
soul slash demon hunters. Mm-hmm. So they're looking for like evil souls that are not going to where they're supposed to go. And they instead like penetrate, you know, go into people's bodies and right. influence them to do bad things kind of thing. Mo- mm-hmm. Mostly murder. <laughs> like the bad thing is murder. They just like kill people. Okay. So, you know, there's a lot of fighting and then sometimes there's, I mean, it just gets a little brutal sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. and then there's like a big school bullying situation that is, I don't know, it's so big that you're like, why is this crazy like this? You know, it's definitely Mm -hmm. out in the open, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody knows, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't see teachers until like sort of the end of this like sort of episode of different altercations Mm -hmm. and then these other grown-ups have to step in and be like excuse me (laughs) what are you doing because of course one of the perpetrators is the son of the mayor so there's all those things that i just is so stressful we all already don't like school bullying stuff but it was it's a lot um it's a lot so I would caution you, though I'm a lot of like half of it is very fun, you know, mm-hmm. and there's some very gratifying things about what happened as well. But there is like that other side that's like, yeah, oh, no, suddenly, <laughs> you know, you're like, gotta yeah, look yeah. away because there's yeah, like yeah. too much blood happening. So, yeah. OK. You know, I would still recommend, but like know that there is, you know, right. I'm now like, well, you've seen Insider. <laughs> You went through all of Insider, where they beat up like somebody you like very much. To say though about (laughs) what I really didn't like about Insider. I mean, is it gorier than the gory parts of Hotel Del Luna? Um, I don't know. It's different, Mm. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the thing with Hotel Del Luna, it was more like scary, gory, right? Like not like okay. Yeah. You know, I'm picking up the distinction. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think you'll get the idea within like one or two episodes. Like the first yeah. episodes will tell you like sort of a lot of it, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like what they what they will show, you know, like it's yeah, different. Yeah. It's a different thing. What people show and what people imply. Right. Like you see mm-hmm. like. Right. Right. Sort of like part of a whatever. And then you're just like, oh, this happened. Yeah. Not like full on showing you what happened. Right. 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 Like there's there's a balance of that in this. You know, mm-hmm. there's points where they will show you something. There's points where they don't show you thing. And you just see gotcha. the aftermath kind of thing. But it's still upsetting. Still upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still enjoying it, but I do caution (laughs) those who are, you know, like even for me, I was like, "Mm," like I had to look away a couple of times because things were happening. Yeah. So that is what I've been up to in terms of K-drama land. What Mm -hmm. have you been doing? Well, (laughs) uh, since the last time we recorded, last time we recorded, I had watched, I feel like four episodes or something. I'd watched the the beginning. I was into Crash Course in Romance. Mm -hmm. So that was the first thing that I finished. And I have, I had such a mixed experience with this. I mean, for the most part, I really, really loved it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and and for some of the same reasons why you were saying about love to hate you, I loved the fact that it was about grown up people. The fact that the female lead, romantic lead, is like a grown up woman, even though she's playing significantly younger than the actress is, which I found a little weird because um, they keep talking about like she doesn't look old enough to have a daughter that age and I was like yeah she does and then when you look (laughs) up how old she is like yeah she legit is old enough to be that girl's mother but anyway uh you know I really enjoyed that and that there's not a lot of like infantile not using your words in Mm -hmm. the romance thing also Uh, I thought that a lot of the themes were good, which I talked a little bit about the last time that like these are serious things, this whole academy culture and the pressure that parents put kids under and stuff. Mm. You know, I think it's really good to have a drama that's largely about that and sort of exploring Mm -hmm. some of the consequences of that. Um, So there was a lot that I really, really liked about it. And Mm. I would have rated it a nine. Mm-hmm. But I rated it an eight okay. because of two specific factors that really bugged me. Um, and the one, the more minor one is there is a romance in the third act between two characters that have been around the whole time that mm-hmm. felt to me shoehorned in, mm. like did not feel like it was planned from I mean maybe it was planned from the beginning of the drama Mm -hmm. but there were not for me there were not enough breadcrumbs that led up to that that it felt to some extent out of nowhere at the time that it comes on Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. it's very like rushed in the last couple of episodes Mm um so that was hmm uh But my main thing that downgraded it, and I mean, Susie already knows this because I've been talking about it a lot, is I really am fed up is maybe too strong, but I I am fully on board with the fact that there is too much suicide in Korean drama. There are Mm -hmm. too, there is too much. And it made sense for that to be a thing in this show Mm -hmm. because... You know, for these kids who are under so much pressure, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think the way shows handle it mm. has to be responsible and sensitive. Mm-hmm. And um, there's one instance in this show where you see a character end their own life, like on screen as part Oof. of the thing. And in that case, in my opinion, it was lazy writing. Like Mm -hmm. there were other things, there are other ways that that character's arc could have culminated that would not have been, in my opinion, so irresponsible um, and unnecessary. Mm -hmm. So I was real, real disappointed in that and that's the main thing that made me downgrade it Mm -hmm. i mean i would still recommend this drama i think that there was Mm -hmm. a lot to really really like about it um but that 
yeah, that really downgraded it for me. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's what I have to say about uh, Crash Course in Romance. <laughs> so as we're recording this, um, our blooming youth is that the title of it is oh, yeah, currently yeah. airing on Vicky, mm-hmm. and so the Vicky Instagrammers are pushing it real hard and there's <laughs> lots of Park Young Shik content mm-hmm. that they are putting on there to try and get people to watch Our Blooming Youth, which I mean I'm not mad about. I love some Park Young Shik. Mm. But one of the ways they've been trying to promote Our Blooming Youth is they keep posting things about this <laughs> older drama, I can't remember what year it is, called mm-hmm. High Society. Mm-hmm. that as soon as I saw it, I, you know, posted something to Susie, like, I'm so conflicted about this because the two male leads are Park Hyung Shik and Sung Joon, who I also really love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like it's all about <laughs> Che Balls and I'm yeah. going to hate these people. So I watched the first two episodes and I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to mm-hmm. um, because the main characters are not super terrible. Okay. Like they're, they're you know, terrible-ish. Um, but uh, the, the female lead is an undercover Chabal. She's pretending mm-hmm. to be like a working class person and has this, you know, part-time job. But she really comes from, she's like the youngest daughter of this Chabal family. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back to it because the second female lead, who seems to be the one that Park Hyung Chick is going to end up with, mm-hmm. I find so incredibly annoying mm-hmm. that I'm just not sure that I can. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. But I didn't hate it as much as I expected to hate it. Like, I thought I would watch the first one and just be like, nope, this is, I was correct. This is not for me. And actually, Uh like, if it weren't for that one character, I could see myself watching more of it. But Uh we'll see. Then I watched (laughs) all of May I Help You with Uh Hye-ri and the uh, male lead is Lee Jun-young, who I've not seen in anything else. He's a pretty Uh young guy. He's not He's been in a few things, but I mm-hmm. had not seen him in anything before. And I really, really loved this show. I feel like this is a show that not a lot of people have watched. People had real rude things to say about it on my drama list. I don't know why I even looked. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. People rated it. Well, people either loved it like I did mm-hmm. or, like, trashed it. Oh, my goodness. So it still has, like, an 8.3 or something. Because the tens like are averaged out with the fives, but uh, but a lot of people trashed it. But it was super in my wheelhouse as far as like it's very much in the vein of we were talking about Hotel Del Luna and uh-huh. Chocolate and uh-huh. um, Move to Heaven, like all uh-huh. of these, like sort of dealing with the end of characters' lives Mm -hmm. like and and coming to some sort of peace with Mm -hmm. that like it has shared dna with those kind of shows and i just love that stuff i just Mm -hmm. eat it up with a spoon so i really loved that i love here i couldn't stop watching it Mm -hmm. so and i feel like i need to defend it because other people were so rude about it (laughs) 
I don't know why. That makes me feel like I need to defend it. Everybody doesn't have to like the same things. But mm-hmm. I really, really liked it. And I would recommend it. It was on mm-hmm. Prime. So. Yeah. Okay, um, and great. the things that people said about it, I think, were just wrong. <laughs> point by point. I was like, this is wrong for this reason. That's wrong for this reason. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and then since I finished May I Help You, I have been re-watching the entire series of Goblin, which I Oof. finished right before we started recording, like a dope, because I forgot <laughs> how sad the last episode is. Oh my uh, gosh. No regrets, though. I mean, I regret, you know, finishing it like right before we started recording, but... Um, <laughs> But gosh, I mean, it's just so good. Uh, I mean, uh-huh. again, it's got haters, but I'm not one of them because I just enjoyed it so very, very much from episode uh-huh. one all the way through to the end. I just think uh-huh. it's so solid and really the gold standard, as has been said before me. Um, so... We're going to talk about that a little bit later because our Ani of the Day that we're talking about is our second lead from Goblin, Miss Yu In Na. We're going to start things out a little bit differently from what we typically do. If you've listened to other episodes, you know that generally we go more or less in chronological Mm -hmm. order and try and end with the the performer's most recent drama but in this case we're not going to do that (laughs) why why are we deviating from our regular pattern Suze (laughs) because another like I feel like new rule we're trying to go by is we we want to end on a more upbeat note (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that can't happen if we end with snowdrop (laughs) if you are an early adopter of our of our podcast you know some things about how we feel about snowdrop (laughs) but we are also you know we're not here to like tear anything down right like Mm -mm. that's just not our jam so we're just gonna go through this quickly talk about yuina and move on. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to sit here and just go point by point, this and that. We're just going to do general impressions. And the general impression is we did not enjoy it. Yeah. So if you want to hear why, go back and listen to our catch ups at the beginning <laughs> of Kim Sang Ho and Lee Ji Eun. Mm-hmm. We talk about mm-hmm. Snowdrop at length. At length. So. Uh, Snowdrop is a show that came out in 2021, so pretty recent. It stars Jung Hae-in, <laughs> my lovely Opa, um, and Jisoo of uh, Blackpink fame. And it has many, many other friends, including Yuina is in it, mm-hmm. and um, Kim Min-gye, is that his name? Who is um, it? Uh, I think it's Kim Min-gay who's like the oh yeah mm-hmm. second lead in a business proposal, you know, yes, Sunni yes. secretary. He looks so different in yeah uh, yeah yeah. He looks so different. Yeah. I totally forgot he was he was even in 
this until you just said that. Yeah. And then, is it Jung Sun Jo? Jung Sun Jo, yeah. Jung Sun Jo. Jung Sun Jo is in it as well. He is, um, he is our friend. We've seen him in many, many things. I feel like he's almost ready for an episode just by mm-hmm. existing. <laughs> Just he's by being, you know, mm-hmm. he's not somebody that we seeked out necessarily before, but he has just been in some things that we've seen. And so, well, after I, Familiar Wife, I'm definitely seeking him out. But that's you know, <laughs> I'd already seen him in like four things before that. Yes, <laughs> there's a lot to recommend Snowdrop, but we don't. <laughs> yeah. So it's a show that's set in what, the 80s, 1980. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something. In the middle yeah. of the 80s. Mid, mid 80s. Okay. Mid 80s. You know, it's one of the those times where it was just like still real tense in South Korea mm-hmm. um, in terms of, I don't know, uh, I guess they had a dictatorship at the time. Um, and there were and, a lot of student protests about yeah. the government and mm-hmm. some violence. Right. So it's a show about... Uh, political shenanigans you know between Mm -hmm. south korea and north korea so there's the south korean government and then there's like a host of north korean spies that are trying to do various things right to varying degrees of success and then they end up trapped in this school dorm this girl's school dorm where most of the action takes place and it's just about le- like trying to negotiate trying to get them out trying to in in the background like the political stuff is happening that is influencing decisions about like how to get these girls out right. of the dorm um which was super unhelpful <laughs> like mm. it was just detrimental to everything and so this should the show goes from there and then like concludes in a way that you would expect something like this to conclude. Like, just use your imagination. I think you'll know. But so, <laughs> like we said, there's a lot to recommend. Jung Hae In is in it. I mean, that was like yeah. enough for me. Like, I didn't need anything else. I just needed that. And you know. yeah. Um, and he is very good. Everyone, most everyone. I think did actually a good job in terms of like performance. However, mm-hmm. the material that they are given is really mm-hmm. not good. It was yeah. just not good. And when you talk about a lazy Susan, which is like things just going round and round, this had the tiniest lazy Susan <laughs> it went in round the and round world. And round and round and round. <laughs> it just repeated itself like every episode. Every episode was the same thing for like a chunk in the middle, right? Yeah. So that was so frustrating. Production value was amazing. You know, it's something that was really like they spent some money on, right? Oh, yeah. But just like the story did not make sense. (laughs) They just sat in one place too long. There was no resolution for a lot of the things, which I thought was weird. Um, So I just thought they wasted a lot of their resources. There are chunks of this show that just could have just yanked out. Just oh yeah cut and yeah. it would have been so much better and so much tighter um but yeah so it was such a disappointment because obviously they like put a lot of effort into it but 
It just didn't pan out, and those episodes were so long. They were so long. So They're like legit fair. 90 minutes every yeah. episode, and mm-hmm. some of the episodes are indistinguishable from the ones that came before and after. Mm-hmm. Like, literally mm-hmm. no significant plot developments happen mm-hmm. in the whole middle of the show. Right. So, so that's generally what the show is about yeah. and why we think... We don't recommend it. <laughs> I no. mean, we didn't per se regret watching it, but we would probably caution people like it is yeah. not worth your time, you know, no. and you cannot watch it in 1.25 <laughs> speed. No. no. Well, <laughs> Which... and honestly, even if you had like, like it's so many hours, 16. Yeah. You would have had to essentially. Yeah. I think one and a half, at least, <laughs> you want to just, or double speed, because <laughs> right. there's a lot like, of just, there's just a lot of, like, pockets of nothing happening. Yeah. yeah. Just so and many. It's just, yeah. the tension is on 11 for almost the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, the first mm-hmm. handful, what, the first three or four episodes yeah. mm-hmm. are, like, not so stressful as it's getting ramped up to the big conflict. But then mm-hmm. once it gets there... The tension just, never abates. Yeah, yeah. There it's was no relief. Much. It was yeah. really too much. So yeah, it's a pity, but yeah. there it is. Um, so yeah. let's talk about Miss Yuina in it. Yuina. Yuina, who yeah. she plays um, Kang Chong-ya, but also known as Kim Eun-hae in the show because, spoiler, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> She is a North Korean spy here. And so she has been in South Korea for some time. She has infiltrated. She has become a mistress of one of the big wigs in politics. I can't even remember what his title is anymore. Some kind of secretary, like foreign minister. Yeah, something like that. Some big wig in the government she is the mistress of. So she has information and she can also like influence some things. Mm -hmm. She is a doctor in the show. And I thought that this was um, something very different from anything I've ever seen her in, Mm -hmm. um, which was very, very interesting. And of course, she did a good job Mm -hmm. in it. Um, I really liked the reveal because, you know, you kind of guessed before, like, right. there's something going on with her, but to what extent, like, they didn't reveal until a little bit later. Right. Um, right. And I liked that reveal. I, I really, like, the things that they showed us, like, in her house and everything felt mm. like legit like she is a spy and she is like a really competent Mm -hmm. spy and she's like a big wig spy like she is somebody that they during the show like the north korean spy group kind of like refers to like oh so and so with like reverence like they really are like oh so and so is like we don't know where they are but anyway um so she had to come in to basically clean up their mess yeah (laughs) it's what because it has gone like so off the rails what they were doing um that she had to like come in and like sort of risk you know getting her identity blown up which 
you know. I mean, this is like a decade or something that she's been undercover yeah. in South Korea. Like, it is a long con mm-hmm. that she is playing. Mm-hmm. And she's, like you say, at risk of blowing her whole operation over this mm-hmm. dumpster fire that <laughs> is happening at the university. Right. Right. So, you know, you see her in like different um, acting differently depending on the situations. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was like so good to see her like a different part of her range here Mm -hmm. Um, because we're like used to seeing her in it. You know, I feel like uh, a little bit she got typecasted after Mm -hmm. a little while. You know, mm-hmm. she's a little bit cute, a little bit sexy, right? Like mm-hmm. there's that kind of um, that kind of lady role. Um, but it's nice to see her do like several different things in one show. Yeah, um, I thought so. Which she does get yeah. to do that a little bit at the begin, like her sort of you and a thing that mm-hmm. she is known for doing. She sort of does at the beginning when mm-hmm. she's introduced as the mistress of this government guy mm-hmm. um you know which like it makes a lot of sense you know right. because like that's the you and i that we're all used to seeing and all these other right. dramas you know? yeah and i thought that was clever because they showed her a bit and then you didn't see her for a while like, right i feel like she was in it very little until they revealed who she was and right. it felt like oh like, I was really disappointed, right? Like, at the time, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, is that all we're going to see of you? And now she's going to be this kind of role? That's such a waste, you know? Right. And then, dun-dun. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so. which, I mean, a little bit, I felt like, why would she have agreed to do this? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but then we understood. And she really mm-hmm. did get to flex a lot of different acting mm-hmm. chops in the you know i mean her her character goes through a lot there's like action stuff that she does you know mm-hmm. i mean it's a very as you said like very different from the other kinds of roles that she's yeah done. yeah there's a lot of complexity too in her like personally in there you know it's yeah. what you would expect human beings who are being spies have to go through like mentally mm. right like mm-hmm. here is the mission we got to finish the mission. The right. mission is the thing. Nothing else matters. But then that's not always true. Something right. else will matter to you. And then you have right. to make decisions and then you waver and then whatnot. So it's there's a lot of like emotional complexity that she has to display, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I thought she did a really good job on, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I was trying to remember if this was the only role that I've seen her in where she doesn't talk about how pretty she is. <laughs> Which I feel like maybe at the beginning she actually does. That does seem like something that her, you know, her character within the drama of the mistress that she plays might have said that. But that's something mm-hmm. that her, you know, sort of you and I typecast mm-hmm. in every drama she always talks about <laughs> like how pretty right. she is which is you know sometimes to more comedic effect than others but mm-hmm. I, I was mm-hmm. thinking like yeah this was a really like her spy role would, mm-hmm. has no time for like telling everybody no. how pretty she is <laughs> no. she is like business 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 yeah yeah 
I think she's very good, but don't mm -hmm. watch it for her. No, I mean, don't even watch it for Jung Hae-in. Ooh, right. sacrilege! But, <laughs> but really, that's our thoughts on Snowdrop and Yuina. She is great, but this is not one you should watch just for her. Let's move on. Let's move way, way back. Way back, 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 back. So we're going to talk a little about her. One of her, if not really earlier, notable roles, which is I'm going to quickly go through Secret Garden. She's in Secret Garden. She is um, Haji Wan's roommate in that uh, mm -hmm. show. Um, we've talked about Secret Garden at length, both in Hajiwan and Hyunbin's episode. So check that out. So we're not going to like go through too yeah. much of that, but just impressions of her. I mean, for like a first timer, really, like she's real cute. <laughs> she's real cute. She's and adorable. This is, she is so adorable. And she has a cute romance with Hyunbin's secretary, like yeah. that whole thing. Um, and this is like sort of where we see the genesis of where they deplore that kind of like sexy cute thing that she mm. is known for. So um, she's works at Hyunbin's department store. You know, she doesn't do like too much here, but she d she is like a good friend to Hajiwan is like and as a sounding board kind of mm. person. And it's real funny when there's one of the switches and Hyunbin as Hajiwan yeah. <laughs> right. is had to stay in their house and that was like you know some comedy stuff happening there so but you know not like a super great performance but a really really solid like good supporting yeah. role here so really I mean, good not a lot is asked of her no no right yeah, I mean yeah. it's a very kind of two-dimensional yeah role yeah. that she's being asked mm -hmm. to fulfill right and then uh, after that, she is in The Greatest Love that came out in 2011. She plays Kang Seri. Um, and in this show, it's a show about a sort of has-been celebrity. So Gong Hyo Jin is the female lead, and she used to be in a girl group, a girl idol group. And uh, Yuina or Kang Seri, was in the group with her. Mm -hmm. And then after what we are told in the beginning of the show is after about a year, a little bit over a year, um, they broke up, you know, and then members went their own way. And so Gong Yeo-jin for about 10 years have been just trying to survive in the entertainment industry. And for mm. some reason, she is like blamed for the breakup and also just has like all these weird mini scandals that happen to her mm. because she's in like the wrong time or the wrong place. You know, it's a lot of misunderstandings. Once we get into the story, we find out that like, it's not her fault. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's not really, it's not really her fault that, but basically she has sort of a bad reputation in the public. Um, so she's, you know, trying to like, she has to go on these like really crazy shows and whatnot to like, just make ends meet, you know, and it's just kind mm -hmm. of like where like D-list celebrities go kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the male lead is Cha Sung Won, who plays Doko Jin. I mean, a name that I find hilarious. I don't know why. Just 
Mm. <laughs> it's just, it feels like it's not the uh, regular configuration of a Korean name. Yeah. Because, yeah. I don't know. The surname is Dok? I mean, I think, or Doko is like the surname. And then Jin, because oh. Doko I mean, is unusual. like, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if this this is obviously his like screen name or whatever. But mm-hmm. anyway, he is an A list celebrity. He is somebody very mm-hmm. famous. And in the beginning, we see him like going to a, the opening of his like big action movie. You know this kind mm-hmm. of thing. So he is somebody who is opposite of her in terms of status in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So they have some run ins. Hijinks ensue. This is another um, enemy to lovers because they just get entangled in the weirdest kind of ways. And it is legit hilarious, but also over the top. Mm-hmm. And um, and this is a show that really like tells on itself in terms of opening up the door to peek into like what the entertainment industry is like. There's, oh, uh-huh so many like funny things about it which i think i talked sort of at length during one of our catch-ups about it but yeah things like i mean lee sung gi is a (laughs) has a cameo where he and doko jin are fighting about their cfs (laughs) it's just like Mm -hmm. oh right yes i remember you talking about this yeah 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 so stuff like that and stuff like how you need to like pose or whatever to like get the recording to be correct you know this kind of thing that is like really interesting actually to to learn um mm-hmm. but it's also like very much like poking fun at themselves right like yeah yeah the entertainment industry um and i think i also talked about how um it really focuses on stuff like um hate comments you know people right. you know it's like the height of when that kind of thing on the internet was like really egregious, right? Like, right. not that it's not egregious now, but that's yeah. when like it was still like unmoderated and people don't know how to regulate it and there's no mm-hmm. like government oversight about it. So people are just like saying the craziest stuff and, you know, how to like, how do you deal with that? And like mm-hmm. them, like every action they take is trying to mitigate that, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's that sort of thing. So, in the present time, Yui Na's character is now way more famous. So, she's mm. sort of an A, maybe a B-list celebrity, right? Like, okay. maybe not A, but she is famous enough. And now she is hosting a sort of bachelor-type dating mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. where the, you know, the bachelor is an ordinary person but then mm-hmm. you have sort of a panel of like five celebrity ladies that oh, okay. it, that get cast to mm-hmm. see if, you know, he wants to date mm-hmm. any of them. So, and then Gong Hyojin gets to be one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the story goes from there. So, Kang Seri is, when we meet her, she's real unpleasant. She's not mm-hmm. nice. I mean, she's like a snooty celebrity. And then she also, we don't know why in the beginning, really just does not get along with Gong Hyo Jin. Like they have just mm-hmm. really bad blood okay. happening between them. And it turns out that it's really her 
trying to mask like our own sort of um, guilt at what happened when everything oh. blew up with their group. Okay. Um, so she has actually a, like a prominent role in that, and it's sort of her fault that Gohyo Jin has a bad reputation. Oh, okay. In the beginning, like it's like the beginning of her misfortunes was actually like sort of her fault. Okay. Um. So she's been one trying to conceal that, of course. And mm-hmm. Gongyo Jin is a saint. Like she, she is like, I don't tell anybody. You know, this mm-hmm. is just like, and she took responsibility for everything because she was also the leader, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. So people do not know like what happened, and then like it gets revealed in the end. Mm-hmm. And etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So she was like real against going Hojin coming on the show, and she was when she did come on the show. She like tried to sabotage it so she can get you know voted off early uh-huh. kind of thing. Okay, but she did not count on how Yun Ke Sang, who is the second lead, who is the bachelor for the show. Mm-hmm. likes going her gin so she uh-huh. he is absolutely not gonna kick her off the show. right <laughs> he wants so, her to win yeah. right and so she also has like outside of that some encounters with yun kesang who is a like traditional medicine doctor okay um and it's real cute because of course he like has no idea who she is you know, mm-hmm. he's not really in tune with, like, the entertainment right. world. So he's kind yeah. of our surrogate when it comes to, like, oh, how does this work? What is mm-hmm. this? And so they explain it to him, and you, you're kind of like, oh, that's what's happening. Um, so through that, she fell in love with the doctor. And so that's, like, sort of the... And she, at the time, was pretending to date Dokojin. So that is their, like, love square... <laughs> Love quadrangle. That's not really a love mm-hmm. quadrangle because she and Dokojin has no feelings for each other. It was just right. for appearance. And they right, can get right. like couple CFs for like phones <laughs> or whatever. You yeah. know, that was worth a lot. So that's really how that story goes. And she, I mean, I think she does a good job in a more restrained kind of portrayal of this kind of woman. Right. Like we've Mm. seen them be like super crazy over the top. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that she didn't do some like crazy stuff sometimes. But I felt like it wasn't super annoying. Mm -hmm. But I felt like also her. So, of course, she has a redemption arc a bit. Yeah. Um, Not completely. But I thought it was a good way to be as a transition for her to like softening her character mm-hmm. to like make her like think differently and not be so defensive all the time about things. Um, so I thought that did a good job in that, but I thought maybe it was not totally earned and might've gone on too long. Mm. I don't know. Um, so yeah. So, so she acts sort of like a certain way, especially towards people she doesn't like, but she's mm-hmm. not, altogether terrible you know like Mm -hmm. she's not altogether terrible like you see seeds of her like okay she's not gonna just like kick a puppy right like (laughs) it's not that kind of just like inherent terrible person she just has some baggage and she's sort of had to fight you know to where she is Mm -hmm. now and want to protect that of course but 
there she is. So I thought she did like a really good job. Like all four leads are very winning in this show. Like I just thought yeah. they were really good. The comedy was good. There is some over the top stuff, but I still laughed quite a bit. And yeah, you know, Doko Jin's brand of sort of pompousness is mm-hmm. <laughs> to me like more hilarious than anything. Cause it is like sort of like a very broad kind of, I'm the, I'm the best. Of right, course, right. I'm the best and all right, this right. stuff. Just like, I just thought it was more winning than annoying. So yeah, I I recommend this show, you know, yeah, it's another like sort of early Yuina as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think she did a really good job, but it's also like her later roles. She's like even getting better and better and better. It's so interesting to me, like, I feel like several of the shows that we're going to talk about have similar themes as far as, like, celebrities and Mm non-celebrities being together Mm -hmm. and, like, behind the scenes of the entertainment business, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, we're talking about, what, six shows today? And it's just Mm -hmm. interesting to me how those themes are so prevalent. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's interesting. Um, They come up again in the next drama that we're going to talk about 2013's my love from the star aka you from another star drama beans always seems to go with the title that is not the title that vicky like i don't know if mm-hmm. there's bad blood between vicky and drama <laughs> beans but they always never have seem to have the same title um which is just interesting to me but anyway uh, my love from the star is another I feel like, you know, I'm not the boss of you of what you have to watch, but people will tell you you have to watch this mm-hmm. classic drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and considering that it's 10 years ago, for the most part, I would say it doesn't feel super dated. Like mm-hmm. other things that I've watched from that era, I feel like are definitely feel a lot more dated. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I thought was so fascinating about this show, uh, and it's about an alien who landed in South Korea in the Joseon era, and then because of reasons gets stranded, it's E.T. phone home, gets stranded on Earth, and all of his cohort leaves without him (laughs) and so he has to live there for like 400 years I think it is but um, this is the part that I thought was really fascinating is that this show was based on an actual historical record a thing that is uh, recorded in the history of the time Mm -hmm. about like this unexplained phenomenon in the sky uh, and it was also the genesis of another drama with the title Secret Investigation Record or Joseon X-Files, which why would you ever not just call it Joseon X-Files? I know. I that is hilarious. But, <laughs> uh, but anyway, I think it's so interesting that this, like, you know, I presume fairly obscure, like, one line in the historical reference has spawned two different dramas. So, uh, the alien from the title mm-hmm. is uh, Kim Soo Hyun, and the Hallyu star, top 
actress who is the female lead is played by John Ji Hyun. I've not seen her in anything else besides this, but I found her so delightful and winning as the like completely you want to talk about how she talks about how she's pretty all the time. Holy <laughs> cannoli. I mean, everyone everyone is in love with her. You know, she she's always talking about how everyone is in love with her and she's not wrong cuz she's the top star and all the hetero guys want to get with her. Um, but And she sounds like she could be really insufferable, but she's just so winning and clueless and vulnerable. And they have such a great, they're such a great pair. Um, I really enjoyed this drama a lot, even though, you know, I had some notes for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you and I is the, Second female lead. Her character is you say me. I'll talk more about her in a second. The second male lead is played by Park Hae-jin, who's been in lots of other things. Uh-huh. I enjoyed him very much in this drama, but his character drove me up a wall because he is essentially a stalker. Uh-huh. Um, but no one, ever, like, it's fine. And I guess this is the part that is maybe dated for 2013 i don't know I, I feel like this couldn't possibly go without comment if this drama came out today the fact that he's always telling people he's good friends with um chan song yi who is john ji hyun's character the main female lead they are good friends since childhood uh and he's essentially obsessed with her like tells people all the time that he is her boyfriend he is not her boyfriend and at every opportunity she tells him to his face you are not my boyfriend and yet that doesn't stop him from telling everybody that which Susie will tell you as I was watching this I was like I like this drama except that makes me bananas like Uh the fact that everybody's just like oh ha 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 no not ha 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 it's (laughs) not okay to do that um so anyway and also there's a murderer like a lot of murders happen in this drama like this one is a little bit of tone whiplash I feel like because it's for the most part very silly very wacky like a lot of the the um difference between the two main characters is really charming and played for laughs because he's the our 400 year old alien is very conservative and chan song yi is you know very wacky and you know it's so just so delightful um but just and then there's this murderer who keeps killing people (laughs) which i mean i could tell you who it is it's revealed in like the first episode but Mm -hmm. i don't really want to talk about that uh this is the first show that comes to mind when you talk about this lazy susan like Uh this drama easily there's no universe in which this drama needed to be 21 episodes Mm -hmm. easily should have been 16 could have probably been 12 if they had cut out all of the like the plot is not going anywhere in the middle Mm -hmm. part um I just have to mention, I know I've talked on the show before about the fact that I used to be a children's librarian and there is a 
notable American children's book that features in this. Mm -hmm. It's The Miraculous Journey of Edward Tulane by Kate DiCamillo. Um, The recapper on Drama Beans, I identified it as Miraculous Journey by Edward Tulane. That is not correct. Uh, But I was just so excited because I recognized it from the cover it makes no sense within the drama of why this like 400 year old joseon alien would be reading this like american picture book like the themes make sense within his journey in the story but like literally why he would be reading this book makes no sense but it's okay i'm not mad because i love that book so (laughs) i just had to mention it okay so you say me is uh you and oz character and she also, together with the second male lead, she and Song Yi have been friends going back since childhood. They both started as actors in their adolescence, mm-hmm. um, but Song Yi has always been the star, and Sami has always been in her shadow. She's always been playing the, the secondary roles. She's been second lead a lot in a lot of Song Yi's dramas. Um, and Sammy's mother is played by Leo Hua, and Leo Hua is real annoyed on Sammy's behalf. Mm-hmm. I mean, also Song Yi's mother is just terrible, terrible, mm. and the two moms are always <laughs> in conflict and being passive aggressive and aggressive aggressive <laughs> with each other. <laughs> but uh, Sammy's ma is very like, you need to, you know compete more with Song Yi and you need to take those roles from her and say me is very passive at the beginning is like no it's fine we're friends whatever she's very like smoothing over conflicts and stuff like that and then Song Yi's real rival uh, is an actress called Yura mm-hmm. and in episode two say me is having a conversation with Yura and tells her, like, uh, it's just an interesting thing that Sami says, because she's like, oh, well, Song Yi considers you to be a worthy rival. Like, you should take it as a compliment, because she she considers to you, you to be a worthy rival, whereas, like, she mm-hmm. doesn't even see me as competition. Which just, like, for your friend to say a thing like that seems like kind of a weird thing to say. Um and a little bit of foreshadowing of what is to come. So I'm not going to tell you about the whole plot because I highly recommend this drama. Like, I really wish you could watch the middle part at faster speed because there is a lot of superfluous stuff that you could just skip <laughs> through. But it's worth watching in spite of all the lazy seasoning. But, uh, you know, things happen. Some scandals happen. Song Yi falls from grace and starts losing her endorsement contracts and starts losing, you know, some of her, her roles that she's been in. And Semi steps right in there. And at first she sort of is playing along that, like, playing along to still be friends with Song Yi, but eventually they come to a confrontation where she tells Song Yi to her face, like, we were never friends. I was Mm. always faking it. And it is just Mm -hmm. so heartbreaking because Song Yi is a very lonely person. I mean, both of the leads Mm -hmm. are very lonely because of their 
different circumstances because of being mm-hmm. like literally an alien. Um, but also, you know, there's a little bit in being a top star that also really alienates you from mm-hmm. the world. So there are these two very lonely characters. And to find out that this one out of the handful of people that she trusted, one of them she never should have trusted at all, um, is just really, really devastating. Now, you know, as the as the drama progresses and things go on, um, Sammy does some pretty terrible things. She's real bad. But also I feel like this might be a little bit of a spoiler. I think it sort of raises the question as to whether she was really telling the truth in that confrontation scene, though. Mm-hmm. Like, as to really whether you were never friends mm-hmm. um, or are you just mad now, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, and I think what becomes clear as it goes on is she always felt jealous. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah. because she felt jealous, she wanted... Song Yi to feel jealous of her. Mm-hmm. Like she wanted their roles to be reversed so that Song Yi felt jealous of her, which is just so pitiful and sad, honestly, mm-hmm. to feel that way about because Song Yi was a good friend to her. Like a lot of the reason why Sami got the second leading roles that she got was because when Song Yi, who was a top star, was getting cast in things, mm-hmm. she would say, you know, I want you to cast, say me as my second lead or in another role in this drama. Mm-hmm. And all say me can see is like her own issues, really her own big feelings about feeling rejected and kind of the things that she projects onto Song Yi are not really fair as far as uh their friendship so Mm -hmm. she's really not in it a ton Mm -hmm. it's really you know song yi and uh the aliens show but uh you know i think she's very good and i think her character arc is interesting you know as far as like trying to suss out exactly what her intentions are like how really does she feel i feel like with the small role you and i does a good job of like fleshing out that character and not just making her sort of two-dimensional so highly recommend i mean another thing that i did not love about this drama is of course sammy is in love with the second male lead who is the stalker of Sunny, which again is like why do you like him when he is obsessed with your friend uh but i will say they have sort of a satisfying little arc because mm. um she does eventually like he's super clueless about mm-hmm. her feelings like to the point of like how dumb are you guy mm. uh but she does confess to him and he's all taken aback, but they have a sort of satisfying like conversation about it. And he, um, you know, basically says like, I can't ever return your feelings for you, but they, it is actually dealt with, with words in mm-hmm. a pretty mature way 
which is not always how these things go. <laughs> so, so I appreciate it from um, from that standpoint. I mean, I really wish that uh, Park Hagen's character didn't bug me so much because he is really delightful. And this is still mm-hmm. the only drama that I've watched him in. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing him in more things because he's very winning. But yeah. anyway, uh, <laughs> super high recommendations for this uh, slightly bonkers, very charming drama. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I watched this like a long time ago as well. So I was looking at my ratings and I mm. I put it under meh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the time, but I so can't remember like what was my main objection about yeah. it. Like I remembered I was a little bit not happy with the ending possibly. Mm-hmm. Um but I I had forgot a lot of things about the show, so it might have been like the lazy Susan or something because those yeah. things just, you or know, the murderer just, or the murderer. Although, <laughs> what's his name? Shin Chung Rook. I mean, he is such a good mustache twirling <laughs> kind of yeah. villain. Like it's he true. loves to eat, like chew a scenery. He like, is, he is a scenery. So chewer, good. Yeah. You know, he's a theater person. So, <laughs> So he was in um, The Last Empress. I mean, if you want just bonkers, if you just want (laughs) to watch craziness, please watch the show because it is just craziness. But he, I thought the, I was, I was so sympathized with the props department because I'm like, Mm. one, I hope this is one take because every time he's mad, he is smashing something. Mm. just like i hope this is all planned and that thing is cheap right (laughs) do it in one take so you have to do it multiple times because that was his mo but yeah i forgot about all the murders that happened which was a lot a lot of it's a lot yeah Yeah, it's a Um, lot of murders but i totally forgot about that part so maybe that was also why but yeah, I really like Park Hagen, although also the things I've seen him in, he's like Park Gum. Like, I like him a mm-hmm. lot, but a lot of his projects are not enjoyable Yeah, to watch, um, which is a he's shame. He's one of the so. Opas in that Seven First Kisses on yes. uh, the yes. Lati drama, so yeah, that's always enjoyable. That is always enjoyable, yeah. But, yeah, so I do look forward to seeing him in other things that are not disappointing. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> huh? yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe one day I'll do a rewatch. But I do remember loving Jung Ji Hyun in it and mm-hmm. how really just charming she is in her, like, sort of clueless spoiledness, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. she's... Instead of being like feeling like she is terrible or annoying, it was more like she is endearing in the yeah. way she is. So, yeah, because on paper she could be real insufferable. Oh, yeah, in somebody else's hands, this could be a real just two dimensional thing, right? Yeah. Um, but she's very good at sort of like towing that line, um, and like 
emotionally like switch from one to the other also. Mm-hmm. I thought she was very, very good. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, she's top star for not for nothing. No. It's very good. No, yeah. definitely not. This show is another one that has a lot of skewering of the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of references to other dramas, very obvious ones and more subtle ones, but also <laughs> a lot of like people in the entertainment business are just not very nice because they're just out for themselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next, we're going to talk about You Are the Best that came out in 2013. This is a daily drama, and uh, we talked quite a bit about it in IU's episode, so check out that episode if you haven't. Um, so the basic premise is, you know, it's a family drama, so... It revolves around this one family. Well, Ayu is the lead. She is the third daughter in this family. And it's her sort of journey to becoming um, an actor. So she's mm. wanted to become a movie star. And uh, that's sort of the main arc. And then mm-hmm. we see a different familial relationships you know she has two other sisters so her first sister is um somebody who got married well you know meaning with somebody with good status and she has a daughter but when we find her she decides she's going to have a divorce so Uh her perfect world is sort of not so perfect anymore Mm -hmm. and then yuina plays lee yushin who is the second daughter. So she's the middle child of Mm -hmm. this family. And she is a career-driven woman. Um, Her whole thing is, you know, she's already like a team leader in this company Mm. that makes apparel. Um, I don't know if it's all kinds of apparel, but at one point we see them do like um, sports kinds of apparel, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. hiking gear, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So she is very much like, I love my work. You know, I want to advance in my work. You know, she's ambitious like that. She's not thinking about marriage at all. Mm -hmm. So that's how we find her. And then there's other different uh, kinds of things that mostly revolve around IU's character, who is Mm. Lee (laughs) Sunshin, which I find this very funny because Lee Sunshin is... uh, a famous general, you know. Oh, right. And Li Yushin, and really it's just Yushin, is also a famous general in the Shilla um, uh-huh. times. If you've seen Queen Sun Duk, that show, Yushin is one of the main characters in that show. So I just find that oh. interesting, and mm-hmm. I wonder if it was on purpose or whatnot. But, mm-hmm. but the oldest sister has sort of a regular female name that seems to mm-hmm. me didn't have this kind of significance. So uh-huh. who knows? But anyway, so she's, you know, she is so, um, she is so career driven, but of course in the society, everyone's 
asking you when you're getting married. Do you have right. a boyfriend? You know, this is kind of the kind of thing that people expect. And, you know, in the show, we see her and basically a childhood friend. I think they grew up together. So they've known each mm-hmm. other really well. So they're friends. But the guy definitely um, has feelings for her um, before she had feelings for him. And, you know, she he like persisted and like kept courting her. And, you mm-hmm. know, she eventually falls in love with him. And um, they want to get married. And of course, that in itself was like all these things with your parents mm. <laughs> that have to, you know, they have to go through. And these shows is where you really learn about the nitty gritty about, you know, Korean family life and traditions mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. norms, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, there's just a lot of. You know, being in the entertainment industry is not something that they necessarily frown upon, but there is like still some stigma. So that was like a point against her or something that your sister is like an actress. I don't know. Or Mm -hmm. the one sister got divorced. You know, that's also another stigma, you know, Mm -hmm. and then their family lost their father. And then that's another stigma. Like, it's just there's so many different things that you have to navigate in relationships. And mm-hmm. I want to go back a little bit to a piece of your mind. The thing mm-hmm. with a piece of your mind is they both had lost their families. Like, mm-hmm. that's part of their deal. And it was so nice that when they just decided to be together, they could just be together. Like, mm-hmm. they basically did not have to consult anybody right. about... Being together, and then at one point, he just was like, why don't you just, like, move in? And she's like, Mm -hmm. all right. (laughs) You know? Like, there was just no fuss about it. I found that so relaxing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So relaxing. It's just so notable that, like, Mm -hmm. because they had no immediate family, they could just decide what they want to do in terms of their relationship, and nobody could really care less, right? So in this, this is like the opposite of that. It's just yeah, yeah. everyone has an opinion. Everyone's like, you know, and their parents are sort of like friends, but frenemies a little bit. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like the guy's mom is real petty and spews all these things because she has the son, right? Like her, her child is the male. So she feels like she can demand things and is more mm. at a position where she can choose who he marries. Right. As opposed to if you had the daughter and you're just mm-hmm. grateful that somebody wants to marry mm-hmm. your daughter, right? Like, it's this kind of, like, mentality, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was already fraught. And then they did get married. And then her trying to balance, you know, house stuff with, right. you know, because they are living with the parents, I think. And mm-hmm. this is pretty normal, you know, to mm-hmm. have right. married couples live with their parents. So just balancing trying to be a good daughter-in-law, trying to be a good wife, and with her career, you know. Right. And obviously, like, immediately, when is your child coming? Mm. <laughs> is the question. Right. And she's like, yeah. no, not right now. <laughs> and I remember that it's, I think it was also sort of a point of contention with them as a couple as well. Oh, mm-hmm. a little bit like it became a little bit of a problem because yeah. she was so stubborn and very like 
steadfast with like how she wants to do things that she forgets to like compromise or discuss something yeah. like yeah right so that became a little bit like part of their problem but her mostly her struggle is like of course in the workplace also trying to like fight um misogyny and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff especially after she got married um and just thinking about like ways uh she she also gets pregnant eventually she does mm-hmm. is a little bit unplanned and she was a little like uh-huh timing you know because mm. it coincided with a big project at work and this all this stuff and you know like her husband is like the best like he was actually like very good at being like okay this is really important to you i'm gonna support you mm-hmm. kind of thing because i of course want this baby to be healthy and happy and you to be healthy. right but her mother-in-law of course is just like no you should quit your job and blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah mm-hmm. this kind of thing so she had a lot to like work with she also like personality wise is like a very like brash outspoken person like if something happened to her sister she's like the first one that's gonna go out there and fight mm. for you you know mm-hmm. and say some words like she is often unfiltered that way mm-hmm <laughs> And really, this is like the kind of you in that character that I really love. And I feel like mm-hmm. I think about first when I think about you, Ina, mm-hmm. maybe because I saw this like so sort of early on, like maybe this this might be the second thing I've seen her in, possibly. Yeah. Um, so I always like think of her as actually this kind of like very outspoken person, mm-hmm. opinionated person for sure. Yeah, and just like so she is like, our feminist right she's our feminist mm-hmm. in the family and then iu is sort of has like nothing special about her really mm. in the beginning like she's doing some regular like part-time work or whatnot so that was sort of like the dynamic of the three sisters and then mm-hmm. you know there's some kind of like parental things happening as well mm-hmm. in this show um but yeah, I really enjoy you and I in this show. I just I always like this kind of this kind of character that's like yeah very very outspoken and direct, you know. So yeah, yeah, good job to her. She, I mean, she must have been just a baby when she played <laughs> this part. Yeah. I mean, it's the uh-huh. same, you know, it's same year as My Love from the Star. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about her chubby cheeks in these early dramas <laughs> that she, yeah. I mean, when she first comes on, when I first started watching My Love for the Star, I was like, oh, this this young actress looks a little bit like you and I. <laughs> it's like, oh, a very young you and I with these chubby cheeks that are so different from how her cheeks are today but you know I mean that's just so interesting to me that she would play a Mm -hmm. part like this when she was so young but Mm -hmm. no reason why she couldn't I mean people get married real young sometimes yeah so you know I it's long you know it's like Mm. 50 episodes Mm -hmm. uh, an hour each um but you know, Ayu's real winning in it. You know, Yui Na's mm-hmm. real winning it. And I mean, it's a really good cast. Um, yeah. So if you have the time, you know, you can check it out on Vicky. There's a lot that can, like like any daily drama that's kind of soapy, you know, you can just fast forward through a lot of things. Yeah. But, you know, it's 
it's an interesting like like I thought it was like a good show for what it was you know mm. there's a lot of lot of friends that are early in their career in yeah. it that we have now seen yes one of our faves go do shim as their mom <gasps> in this oh, show boy. really love her so a lot of episodes <laughs> yeah but but I mean that's any daily drama like it's if you're that, gonna commit yeah. to a daily drama that's the deal and that's not a lot compared to a lot of right. others. Yeah. That kind of makes me want to watch it, but I don't know. We'll see. It's something you can, like, watch, like, a few episodes at a time and, mm. then, like, come back to it yeah, later. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. you can marathon it as in yeah, yeah. not sprint it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I, yeah. I tend to be a sprinter. Like, mm-hmm. once my attention is on something, I like to just power through it, which is not mm-hmm. always the best, because sometimes then you're real sad that it's over. Yeah. But, you know. Well, I mean, it might hook you enough to, like, keep watching it, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I was, like, interested enough to watch it. But, you know, there's a lot of, there's not necessarily a lot of lazy Susaning. It's just, like, things get drawn out quite a bit. Right, right. You know, because right. it's in, one of those In a shows. soapy way. Mm-hmm. It unfolds slowly. Well, a drama that does not unfold slowly. (laughs) Lots of stuff happens in just about every episode. I'm referring to 2016's Goblin. If you thought... My Love from the Star was a classic that everybody said you should watch this drama. I mean, does it get more than Goblet? Like, is there another <laughs> one? I feel like that's the number one, yeah. you know, on yeah. the list, or at least in the top three on the list of people being like, okay, well, mm-hmm. you are expected to have watched this. Again, I am not. No one else is the boss of you, dear listeners. You don't have to watch Goblin if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. You are the boss of what you watch. However, I really loved it. I just, (laughs) as I said, rewatched the whole thing. Loved it. I think maybe loved it even more the second time. Mm -hmm. There were definitely some things that I appreciated more the second time. Uh also because i didn't feel as stressed about what was going to happen in the plot Uh like it gave i felt more room to luxuriate in some of the things that were that was happening uh and also i wasn't confused about some of the oblique references that are made earlier on where you're like but what does this mean what are they (laughs) saying you know i understood this time so Uh um I feel a little bit conflicted about what I'm going to say right now. I feel like I almost want to do two different versions of this uh, mm-hmm. of this segment for the like the 1% of listeners who have perhaps not watched Goblin yet cuz mm. I really don't want it like there's so much potential for spoiling. Right. Right, right. Right? I mean mm-hmm. there's so much that is revealed mm-hmm. along the way that if by chance you haven't seen it, I really don't want to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to record two different versions of this segment, dear listeners. We don't <laughs> have that kind of time. So this is going to be the like the conservative, avoiding mm-hmm. spoilers mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
thus probably quite brief, even though I'm sure when we talk more, you know, we're going to talk about this drama at mm. least three more times, if not yes. more in different episodes. Oh, I oh, would yeah. really like to do an episode about Joe Jin at some uh, point because yeah. I super I love him. We will. Um, we will. <laughs> so, yeah. So there are many more opportunities to talk about it more at length where we'll need to be spoilery because we'll be talking about the main characters in mm-hmm. it. So I feel like this is a good opportunity to just... Give it the the ten thousand feet treatment, mm. uh, and really focus on Yuana's performance as Sunny. S u n n y, as she likes <laughs> to say, yeah. uh, who is a a somewhat mysterious. We don't really ever find out a lot about Sunny's backstory Mm -hmm. uh i mean we do and we don't question mark Mm -hmm. um but she owns a an unfortunately situated bbq chicken franchise (laughs) it's on this street with like almost no foot traffic so they have almost no customers but the first time we meet her she's hiring a part-timer in her restaurant which is Right from the outset, like, why? You have literally no customers. Why are you hiring a part-timer? She just sits at a table in the restaurant and eats, like, ring chips, like, little round (laughs) chips. Um, But she's a very intriguing uh, character because she's very unconventional in Uh some ways. Like, she, you know, she goes by this like anglicized name she does not want to go by a korean name and she's very direct um and the main character untak who's played by kim go un uh has a very sad backstory um and keeps getting rejected from all these part-time jobs and sunny right away is like yep you've got the job because Sunny doesn't care about all the things that all the other chicken restaurant people care about. She just, you know, sees the potential in G and Talk. And so she gives her the job and then they are best buds henceforth. But, uh, you know, Sunny's also interesting in her, like, her demeanor towards people like she's mm. kind of kind of cold towards people but at the same time like she's there's a little bit of a push and pull about sunny um so she has a an ongoing thing with lee jong wook's character he plays the second lead um and they have a very push and pulley relationship throughout and uh it's very charming and interesting to see sort of the peaks and valleys of that and you and i is asked to do a lot of roller coaster from you know from high highs to low lows in Uh this in this role with sunny um, and I think she does a great job. She makes Sunny very compelling, despite the fact that there's a lot that we don't know about her and kind mm-hmm. of why, what has informed her, um, 
her worldview and like kind of the, the her demeanor towards people mm-hmm. uh, is intriguing. And some of those things we don't ever get answers to necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, she's just she's just really delightful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this is like the vaguest, like not even telling <laughs> you what Goblin is about. Because uh, I really don't want to spoil it. Also, I mean, I really think you should watch it. if You ha- you should at least watch the first couple of episodes if you haven't ever watched it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not for you. Apparently, some people are real Goblin haters. <laughs> but, uh, and maybe you will be too, but... I am not one. Um, So, I mean, the last thing that I wanted to be sure to say about Goblin, which is going to, you know, you can skip over this if you really want no spoilers. Probably you've watched Goblin already. Uh, But when I was rewatching it this week, I specifically wrote down this quote because when I watched the next drama that we're going to talk about... I kept thinking back to this quote in Goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just things things happen. Sunny does not have the easiest, most pleasant road for her character. Uh, but she writes a letter at one point and she says, and that she's talking about her relationship with, Lee Jung-wook's character. And she says, I pray that in the next life we would have a fate in which the wait is short and the meeting is long, with faces we could meet without making excuses, in the one and only ardent name in the world, a relationship where we can run and greet each other when we meet coincidentally. I wish we could meet where everything you do is the right answer. And just... Rewatching this, I feel like, I mean, there's a little bit of, you know, this being addressed by the end of Goblin, but I feel like this quote really becomes manifest in the next drama <laughs> that we're going to talk about. <laughs> Touch your heart from three years later, uh, because she also stars with Lee Jung-wook and... I mean, I guess it's a bunch of spoilers because I just read that quote, but (laughs) it's like goblin fan fiction. I was going to say, for those of you who are familiar with fan fiction lingo, this is Mm -hmm. alternate universe (laughs) goblin fan fiction. Mm -hmm. Because they are completely different people. They're not retaining their goblin characters. But Mm -hmm. there are characteristics of them that sort Mm -hmm. of come and play. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, that quote is very apt. And uh, when you say, like, you think about that in this show. Because just say, like, their, their relationship is not the smoothest one in there, right? Oh, no. So, in Touch Your Heart, though, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it really, for fans of that couple, right, for that couple in Goblin, this is like a soothing balm. This is like a do-over for them. Mm 
-hmm. You know, we can see them sort of in a more relaxed relationship, Mm -hmm. um, as it were. So, yeah. So, Touch Your Heart stars Lee Dong-wook and (laughs) Yuina. And Lee Dong-wook is, what's his surname? I just watched this just now. Like, just now. Jung-rook, what is his... Oh, Kwan Jung-ro, because mm. she always calls oh, him... Oh, right, right. Attorney Kwan. Attorney right, right, right. Kwan. Kwan jung Right. And Yui-na is uh, Oh Yun-so, and he is an attorney. She is a movie star who has fallen from grace a bit because um, of a scandal that was not her fault, and she was declared not guilty, but of course, it's already out there. All the gossips, mm-hmm. all the reports, all the articles, and so people don't want to hire her anymore. And it's been two years when we meet her. And so um, there is an opportunity for her to star in a new drama. Um, mm-hmm. But the people were real reluctant to hire her. So they said, okay, so it's a role of a lawyer. So they said, why don't you go have some practical practice (laughs) and go work at a law firm for a little while to gain some knowledge, which, of course, at first she was like, what? Me? No. And then (laughs) because she really wanted it and that was like the stipulation, she said, "Okay, I'll do it. And that's how we meet the two meet at this Mm -hmm. law firm full of. Just delightful characters. Lots of friends. I just really love all of them. And so, of course, they have a little bit of a, like, messy meet cute where she's, like, coming in like a movie star. (laughs) That scene was so hilarious. I love it. Every time I see it, I just really laugh a lot. And so, you know, she's there to work. But, you know, she doesn't know anything. Like, lots of people don't know what they're doing their first day of work. And so, of course, there's already a little bit of bias on, you know, the attorney's mind that colors how he, you know, treats her and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that, like, made them clash for a little bit. But she quickly made him notice that she is not that bad. She's actually pretty dang good. So, you know, she wins him over. Right. Like she is not Here's another like where she is stretching a lot of muscles here. I mm. feel like she is so when you first meet her you think, "Oh, she's going to be like some kind of airhead person mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. is just going to coast and be cute and this is how they're going to, you know." But she's not. She is so full of layers. It's so yeah. delightful to get to know all the different sides of her. And we just, like, find out how, you know, I don't know why people underestimate, like, actors or people mm-hmm. who are in entertainment industry for a living. Because that is mm-hmm. hard. That is, like, yeah. hard work if you want to yeah. get anywhere, right? Yeah. Like, you might have a lot of talent but lazy. And then you're not going to mm-hmm. get anywhere. You might have mediocre talent but you're working really hard you know and like there's a lot of like aspects of working you know it's a job you still have Mm -hmm. to do things to make things happen right so 
to imply that, I mean, memorizing words, so many words, so Mm -hmm. many words is not easy. It's really not easy. And then you have to like think about like what you're doing while you're saying the words. And then you have to like figure out where the camera is and make sure you hit your marks. And I mean, there's a lot of skill involved, right? Mm-hmm. Not to mention just having the talent, right? So right. the joke in this show is that she's not particularly known to be a great actress. Like she's right. <laughs> she's all right. And there's some really hilarious parodies of different shows that they show like her acting you know kind of Mm -hmm. thing so she's she kind of has a reputation for not being like the best actress but she's very popular and like all her shows get good ratings so people do want to hire her and it's not like she doesn't want to be a great actress but she just hasn't had like sort of the chance to experience some things i think Mm. Well, and she hasn't needed to be, right? I mean, right. for the reasons that you've said, like she uh-huh. gets cast in all the things and she does the thing that she does and uh-huh. she does well. So yeah. why try to do a different thing? Right. And I love that she also does not have like false modesty, right? She's not mm. bragging about herself, but she's like when people point out, oh, you're like, you know, that commercial was really great. And she's like, yeah, it was really good. Like I'm... I thought I did a good job there. You know, like she acknowledges when she does a good job, um, which I like. You know, I like that Mm -hmm. she has actually confidence in her ability to do a thing. Like she knows, she knows, you know, she has learned the tricks and she's learned how to do, Mm. like how to model and how to, you know, cry on cue or whatever. You know, like she's learned all the skills and she is reasonably like aware that she is capable like she's not Mm -hmm. like oh no it wasn't you know i wasn't no no, no." No. right right right. but she's not also out there saying i'm the best thing right so Mm -hmm. i like that side of her as well Mm -hmm. so you know of course romance ensues with our attorney and they're both so adorable so adorable this is so fluffy you know, our attorney is, of course, kind of awkward, not somebody who is experienced with women or any kind of relationship. So they're, yeah, but she is also not really dated that much. So right. they're both kind of learning how to be in a relationship. And it is just so cute when they try to figure out things, you know, <laughs> him just having to verbalize like, oh, I made a mistake. Like every time he had to ask his friend, like, Theoretically, if this happened, <laughs> this lady, this this guy said this, but this lady got mad. Is he at fault? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And they're both attorneys. Which is also, so. <laughs> also harkens back to his character in Goblin. Like his yes. character also in Goblin does not know how to do anything and is constantly like, but what do I do in this circumstance? Right. <laughs> so you have those elements still i mean it's just so delightful to like see them figure out their feelings figure out how to convey those feelings and then how to like Mm. just be boyfriend girlfriend right like how do you do this you know what kind of dates is appropriate what kind of things do you like and i don't know just and how not to like um what not to do you know like she Mm. got mad one time that he went out with a good friend who is a female and he used to have feelings for her in college 
but mm-hmm. it's obviously like nothing now. We're just friends. We're just like really good friends. And they went out to have a beer together, just the two of them. And she got real jealous and was like, oh, no, no. and he's like, what happened? What did I do? <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But then, like, realize, okay, so that was, like, not appropriate. I guess I should learn, you know? I was just right. so fluffy. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. But but they don't spend a lot of time. Like, one of the things I really, really loved about this show is, like, then that sort of misunderstanding, right, does not blow up into yes. an episode's yes. long of, like, you know, he'll just go to her and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Tell me what I did wrong. And she will tell him. Yes. Yes. Ah. Like every time there's like a little episode like that, they resolve it almost immediately, which yeah. I really, really, oh, you know, there is. So happy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, she is just so cute. Like mm-hmm. to be that cute, but not be like, overbearing is Mm -hmm. so i think it's kind of hard to do you Mm -hmm. know a lot of people Mm -hmm. who are like quote unquote being cute just look annoying to me you know because they're like overplaying it or Mm -hmm. overdoing it so but her just like effortlessly just being cute and kind and a little bit clueless but also sometimes like embarrassed about something she did like she's just delightful in this show yeah. just like hits yeah. all the right notes in every yeah. emotional situation which is also yeah. like super hard to do right mm. so i mean it is genuinely a funny show it's a fun show but also it's mm-hmm. an emotional show and there's like a little bit like of a dark subplot that happens that doesn't go on too long thank goodness no. um some excellent cameos chanson mm-hmm. Song Kang, Jang Ki-young, Wang Bora. I mean, so many delightful things in this show. The ingredients yeah. of just like a great rom-com. It's just really... And you know how that thing where they use like sound effects for different mm. stuff? I mean, mm-hmm. I particularly love whenever they do the pyong pyong, whenever their eyes sort of like when move back blinking. and forth. Well, well, yeah, oh, yeah, just yeah, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just sort of darting back and forth and it's doing yeah. pew, pew, pew. I feel like all those things are deployed really well as well. Yeah. Like just the appropriate amount of it in this show. Yeah. And like enhances the comedy instead of being yeah. like, uh, why do you keep doing that? Right. So, so many great friends, great story, Oof. really fun. And I thought the resolution of like how they should like deal with their relationship was very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Just love it so much. Please go yeah. watch it both on Netflix and on Vicky. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I feel like, I don't know if this is a goblin spoiler to say, you know, I referred to the fact that um, that quote is sort of manifest, you know, in the last episode of Goblin, they sort of <coughs> show... They revisit those characters. Uh, and the way that that is manifest in, at the end of Goblin is not exactly how it's manifest, but it's real, real similar mm-hmm. to the premise of Touch Your Heart. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where 
when I rewatched Goblin, I was like, oh, I sort of feel like somebody saw this and was like, I'm going to make just a show out of these couple of scenes from mm. the end of Goblin. And then it <laughs> went a little bit in a different direction, but it's real, real similar setup mm-hmm. to kind of how things are left in that episode 16 of yeah. Goblin. And just, oh, uh, <laughs> just so I could watch it every week and never get sick of it. They're oh, both so delightful. They are. They're really just, mm, I love them. Well, Lynn, mm. what are your favorite Yuina scenes? My favorite scenes uh, are, I mean, no one will be surprised that. Both of the scenes are from Goblin and Touch Your Heart, <laughs> scenes between her and Lee Dong-wook, because there's never... Oof. It's interesting, because I don't feel like I want them to get together in real it life. It is funny, like, I don't I ship them, them yeah. either, but they yeah. are so good together on camera. It's, yeah. I mean, delightful, but yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I, feel the I was same. thinking about that based on our, you know, previous conversations mm-hmm. about that, but anyway... So one of the scenes between their characters and Goblin uh, during one of the the more peak moments of their characters, they're out at a cafe and she's, you know, trying to get to know more about his his character. And so um, and as we said, he's real clueless. And so she's asking him all these questions like, well, what are your interests? And he just says, Sonny. Meaning, like her. <laughs> what are your hobbies, Sunny? Like that's that, and and she's so like flustered with his mm-hmm. his answers, and it's jaw. Oh, I mean, especially just given the tumultuous journey that their characters go on, this like moment of respite and just like joy and pleasantness and honesty is just mm-hmm. s- such a delightful little island in the sea of goblin um i really really love that scene and then i mean sort of in a similar vein uh there's a sequence in touch your heart when they're officially going out and uh her favorite movie is the audrey hepburn movie roman holiday that's Mm -hmm. referenced several times throughout the throughout the drama and he's never seen it and so on a weekend when they're not at work he comes to her apartment and they're going to watch the dvd of it um and you know as susie was saying like they're both completely inexperienced with like relationships and stuff and they're both quite naive Mm -hmm. and immediately uh as soon as he shows up and i feel like even before he comes in the apartment they both start like second guessing this whole like oh no is like (laughs) what is this person's intentions oh no maybe this is a bad (laughs) idea that we came here and so and they both like keep awkwardly saying things that like could be misconstrued yeah and like she takes him on a tour of the apartment and like in the bedroom and then she's like oh no 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 get out let's get out of here and uh oh my gosh and it's just like both of them being so awkward especially when I I really enjoy in Goblin and in this show 
when the characters who are like so cool and competent mm -hmm. and, you know, good at their jobs are also just so flustered and <laughs> awkward and incompetent in other mm -hmm. respects. That's like one of my favorite sort of comedy pivots. Um, and I just really, I could watch that scene every day, that mm -hmm. whole sequence of the two of them. And then the, the DVD player is out for repairs, question mark. <laughs> So they end up trying to watch it like huddled together on her little <laughs> laptop and it's just, oh, so mwah, chef's kiss. Love that. How are you, Suze? What's your fave? My fave is from um, Touch Your Heart. And mm -hmm. I can't believe I only chose one, but I just chose this one because it's close in mind, of course, because I just watched it again. Yeah. Um, But... One of the things that is um, one of her characteristics is like she can't drink. If she drinks, mm. she gets drunk and then she mm -hmm. says crazy stuff. <laughs> she just cannot control herself, just says crazy stuff. So, so there was like a period where they were like unsure if the other person feels the same, but mm -hmm. then they feel like that, but none of them have spoken up. And so it's mm -hmm. like she is waiting. He's, like, not sure what to do, you know, like, finding a right time or whatever. And there was a point where she thought he was going to confess and he didn't. And so she got real depressed about it. <laughs> so she she was like, I'll just, I'll just drink a little. <laughs> mm. And then, like, cut to drunk dialing him. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and it is so adorable. She ends up confessing to him which he was very delighted about, but it was so cute how she was just like drunk and just kind of like embarrassed, but she's not yeah. like sober enough to recognize what she is doing. So she is just mm -hmm. like, uh, and just like blurts it out and like whispers it out actually. Cause she, Oh yeah. <laughs> it is so cute. It is so adorable. It's so swoony in a different way. You know, mm -hmm. I love that she, like, said it first, and... Yeah. I mean, and then in the morning, she's like, what did I do? Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Mm -hmm. So that's... I just love that scene, because I just thought she just was so good at just, one, playing drunk, but also playing mm -hmm. drunk, embarrassed, and playing drunk, yeah. like, ha, 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 I'm going to, like, say this thing. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just such a, like, cute little scene. I just really love it. So, yeah. mm -hmm. I think it's amazing in that show how she's able to be so sort of ingenuous, um, you know, and naive in some ways, but does not seem childish to yeah. me. Like, she still yeah. seems the age that she's supposed to be. Right. Because so often it seems like those, you know, when the character is, like, kind of clueless mm -hmm. and awkward, they come across as real childish. Right. Um, but I think that's probably because the things that she is clueless about are not improbable, right? Mm, like, mm -hmm. she's still... She still, like, knows how to order coffee. Like, she can go right, right, right. to a store and buy things. Like, she doesn't... Like, a lot of times when it's, like, these stars, you know, they're, like, suddenly out in, like, 
the middle of a grocery store and they're like don't know what to do with something and i'm like right right okay really <laughs> i mean come on you know like are you born it, famous right so like she doesn't have those kinds of things like she can cook reasonably well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know because you would right if you can't go out to eat all the time i feel like right every now and then you would cook something yeah, I feel like it stems from, like, they were very good at, like, not giving her stupid things to be clueless about. Right, right. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. improbable, right? Like, the things yeah. that she doesn't know about are not, you know, common yeah. knowledge. <laughs> right, right. 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 It's very, yeah, makes makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think, and that's another thing I wanted to know about that drama is, um, you know, it is real fluffy, it is real easy to enjoy, like sort of on a very light level. But I think part of the reason why it works so well is I think the writing is really tight. Mm-hmm. Like they do a good job of making things make sense, mm-hmm. um, you know, and making the characters three dimensional, even though like it wouldn't have to be like they could have just phoned it in. But it just is so much better than it needed to be and it just makes it all the more enjoyable for that mm-hmm. go watch it touch your heart go we love it. go watch it people <laughs> it touched our hearts for sure oh yes if it you did. couldn't tell <laughs> all right Suze, it's time to ask you anything and for my question, I'm going to hearken back to uh, something that I was referring to way back in the ketchup section. Oh, okay. Because um, this was something that I was, as I was preparing for this episode, and I knew what I wanted to say about Crash Course in Romance, the fact that I really, really loved it. And then there was like mainly one thing, kind of one and a half things that really, like, I could not give it a nine mm-hmm. because, you know, I just had to downgrade it. Mm-hmm. And so I was wondering if you, and deal breaker isn't quite the right word, but, mm-hmm. like, what's what's something that, like, is a red flag for you, I guess, maybe is a way to put it in a drama that you would have mm. to other, you know, like that you would be like, I really, really love this drama, but I can't rate it a nine because of X. Um. That's a very good question. <laughs> they say celebrities like do that to drag out their answers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They like learn to say that. Um, you know, I would say anything that like takes me out of the experience, right? Mm. Like really sharp left turns in tone mm-hmm. that doesn't seem to go with what it's been doing mm-hmm. would would do that you know Mm -hmm. um i will yeah i'm gonna back to snowdrop so one of the things that was really egregious to me was some of the acting was seemed like they're not in the same show Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. some Mm -hmm. of the scenes and the things that are asked from these actors to do just did not fit with the rest of the show. And this is not Mm -hmm. a show to me that needed a comedic element, right? 
Like it's it's not mm. that kind of show. Like don't give oh, me a funny scene. Oh, I know scene, what you're talking about. Right? Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's like a group of people who are doing this, and they're like asked to be a little bit like jokers. And I'm right. like, this is this is not great. Like I'm right. totally like out of this experience now because I feel like you are not in the same show. Like, right. what is the purpose of this? It needed to be toned way down, if anything, you know, like, yeah. or just yeah. cut right out. It's just, I just thought the approach to that, it was very strange the way they approached these scenes. Right. Right. Yeah. I, so stuff like, stuff like that, that's like, um, like a good example of it. Mm. Um, Snowdrop had myriad, Snowdrop wasn't right, getting a right, nine right. apart from right. that. Is there any, anything else that you can think of that like, you you know you would have rated higher but this red flag really mm-hmm. you know turned mm-hmm. you off i'm scrolling through my my drama list i mean it's a lot to me it's a lot i'm looking and i'm seeing a theme that it's a lot like deviation in tone or mm-hmm. or just not following your own rules right mm-hmm. like Oh my god! Like freaking boys over flowers. Mm. I mean, have we talked about this show yet? No, we haven't. No, we haven't. No, and I we will, you know, at one point. But I mean, they did some things that I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but the female lead character just was portrayed one way in the beginning and then she Mm -hmm. like became something else Mm -hmm. and not with like any justification or Mm -hmm. whatnot and it was a very disappointing switch because Mm -hmm. she started off strong and then she sort of became some kind of damsel in distress that could not Mm -hmm. speak up for herself which that was sort of what she was all about in the beginning and right, so right. that really like is like sort of the main point that I had a problem with in this show. This is mm-hmm. also a show with many, many problems. Yeah. Whatever. So that's kind of like the thing. Like if you like just don't follow your own rules. If you like take sharp turns that are unwarranted and don't like help the main story. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are the things that really downgrade things for me um, in general. Yeah. You know, unsatisfying resolutions. I Mm -hmm. don't like that, too. I usually cannot, you know, rate the highest. Like, I would rate something higher if they had resolved something, like, in a better way. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's a good answer. Well, dear listeners, what do you think about Yuena? What do you think about, uh, I mean, she's been in other things that we haven't seen. Mm -hmm. What have you seen that we did not talk about? Are there more instances where she's a character who talks about how pretty she is all the time? (laughs) Or she's playing a variation on her same actress character (laughs) yeah let us know what you think of her her work 
any of these things you've seen? Do you have a differing opinion than what we have said? Please let us know. We'd like to chat. We want to know everyone's opinions. Almost it's everyone's. True. I mean, <laughs> if you love Snowdrop Ooh. and can tell us in a hundred words or less why you love Snowdrop... I'm not trying to make it my new hobby to, like, find out why people love Snowdrop. But if in a succinct way you can make your case, mm. I'm interested to know because yeah. I spent, what did we figure, like 24 hours of our lives? Yes. We spent watching yeah. mm -hmm. Snowdrop. I so. would like some better justification for why we did that. <laughs> Yes, we like a good we like a good debate. So you know, mm. let us know your side of the story. You can let us know at on the Instagrams, all of the Instagrams, mm -hmm. all every Instagram. Every we are on Instagram. everyone. <laughs> at and he's on Opa's pod. And thank you for listening. Yeah, or uh. If, like us, you also didn't like Snowdrop, you can come and talk about it. Oh, that. yeah. You can come and, like, pile on. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we welcome that as well. Uh, I mean, we love you, Hey and Opa. I know you're listening to this and you're like, how do they feel about me? Susie keeps saying how much she loves me, but then they said lots of unkind things about Snowdrop. It's not you, Opa. We love you. Sarang, hey, Opa. Just, you know, we're looking forward to your future projects. As we are looking forward to the, the projects of all the future Opas. Mm -hmm. Because we love the Opas. As Kim Sun Young said in Reply 1988, Jal Sangamyeon da Opa Aren't all of the handsome ones called Opas? I mean, that's what we call them. Yeah. And next time we'll be calling them that again. So we hope you'll come back then when we're talking about more handsome opas. Annyeong! Annyeong! Annyeong.